Blog Talk Radio. First World Order Radio, finally, finally, we are on the air. No doubt. All right, all right. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. We get on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We got to talk about what is taking place on the planet. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows, giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday is 8 o'clock. We are now going to make this is the hottest day of the week. Lovers in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air, same as your thoughts transmits it. Proceeding lovers in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air, same as your thoughts transmits it. Get your schedule, your schedule right. You need to know our intentions straight out. All right, so, I mean, these clues are given throughout the various languages for us to piece the puzzle of this ancient mystery school back together again. And what we plan on doing, both of us, is bringing y'all some surefire dynamite. We're going to take this level up a notch. We're going to have stuff to do here. This is not just going to be about philosophies and theories. Shit that works. You have an activated pipeline in which I produced this black chemical called melanin. What we did was gave a hard line in the sand between the different definitions of esoteric study and esoteric study. Playtime is over.
premonition match the old man calendar. It's always accurate, like a lightweight challenger. For all you wicked witches and the wizard of Oz, you and that man behind the curtain, yeah, y'all fixing the fall. Only a matter of time before shit hits the fan. Here's an idiot's guide for you on how to get a man. I don't need a bunch of homers to ride or die with me. I can call on Hey Ruth to fly the skies with me. We going through the transition and it's all she wrote. Put on my uncle, gave my Jesus Christ.
hidden on my liver. It's a hard pill to swallow, like comparing your religion to it if the earth is hollow. No need to cry dead, let it soak in your tomorrows. Let my music soak up all your bittersweet and sorrows. See the sun shining, I lay back and kick it. Staying sucker free is my new way of living. One day we get together, then we all start billing. But the ball that I dribble got me posting like Pippin. Champagne glasses around my organite pyramid. Glazing at the stars, show the kids where we really live. These solar flares got my DNA 12 stranded. Collect the kids' trends and feed it to the man's brain. To wash the tall morals. Some of us, we've been here to reunite the others and cool the world with wind chills. I put rap to the back for a good reason. 2012-21 was a good season. Fake people get exposed just for who they are. Keep playing traffic in a highway with moving cars. My flow brain the favorite God to the modern rappers. They crawling backwards, kicking men in chest and hard to tackle. Ever since the kid went galactic, my center bracket reached the top and interacted with my solar status. The microphone will grab it. I guess it's just a habit. I live a legend in your presence, sort of like the Mavericks. It ain't about me, nah, but it's about the future. A golden race is on and dealing with the cockadoodles. I sock it to you like your grandma and your mama used to. The final stage, I ride away just like it's Honolulu. I proved my old school, but since I stayed there, galactic conscious awareness, I got my grace there. See with the eye of Heyru, no longer bending knees. My inner cheeks are in me when it's time to leave this modern day crap i don't even follow it i rather symbolize my neighbor in the hieroglyphs declare peace without battle stalk galactica foot stepping back with some way back to africa to wash the tall moors some of us we've been here to reunite the others to cool the world with wind chills i put rap to the back for a good reason 2012 21 was a good season fake people get exposed just for who they are Playing traffic in a highway with moving cars. My flow brain the favorite god to the modern rappers. They crawling backwards, kicking men in chest and heart attack to wash the tall morals. Some of us we've been here to reunite the others to cool the world with wind chills. I put rap to the back for a good reason. 2012, 21 was a good season. Fake people get exposed just for who they are. Keep playing traffic in a highway with moving cars. My flow brain the favorite god to the modern rappers. They crawling backwards, kicking men in chest and heart attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
flow Into the temple gates Cross the fiery lakes But witness to torture souls And plant upon burning stakes Ascend the terabums Raise the hell to reach heaven gates Fire bombing cathedrals When I switch my car to stay Regard to animal From animal back to God I'm throwing these tools Like WD for rocks To raise a nation That's indispensable Indivisible Based on principle Relate to digital Outputs to outlooks Temperatures rise in As the sun of righteousness Gives spiritual guidance In the lion's den The phoenix of rocks in Spitting bars for wars To the belt of Orion With the eyes to Hootie These faggot devils can't fool me The phallus gave porn And digesting the pig's booty The sin is the wickedness Lost in the wilderness We're never at here to this Go ahead and slit your wrist The black card exists What devils try to exit Leaving their plan in crisis Until destroyed by ISIS In the pit of demons I'm ancient chemist dreaming Converting satanic hordes With the beta semen Sword swinging Decapitator Parable addicted Crystal wand mystic Keeping global drinks When I'm lifted I'm Melchizedek Moving through 50 states Only just With the gods I relate Mental alchemists Watch love conquer hate I am in a golden race Above my head to figure eight I'm Melchizedek Moving through 50 states Early Trismagist With the gods I relate Mental alchemists Watch love conquer hate I am in a golden race Above my head to figure eight In a devil's head Severed on a dinner plate Before the throne of God All devils will meet the fate Below the mason dicks Arises the future gray Imperial, ethereal Sounds the trumpets through the stereo Murders with mics That's why I scratch off the cereal Reverse creation Send you back to some minerals South Shaolin Double MC is the abbot More risk be the nation Black men's land We gotta have it Restore the throne I'd rather kick the savage When disaster strikes Actual facts he can't manage A fool's on deck Sink ships like Titanic Spread a fear across the land Causing unjustified panic Amongst the brain dead Zombies grabbing and spits abandons while these wicked overseas collect residuals in their hammock. Corporate folks forever remain rancid, poisoning to the mind, afflicted subconscious damage. I'm Melchizedek moving through 50 states, only transmitters with the gods I relate. Mental alchemists watch love conquer hate. I am in a golden rays above my head to figure eight. I'm Melchizedek moving through 50 states, only transmitters with the gods I relate. Mental alchemists watch love conquer hate. I am in a golden rays above my head to figure eight. Return of the ancient one, the Moorish Naga, the Dragon Rider, or breathing fire, generator, operator, destroyer, a self lord and master, instructor, a Kama Sutra, practicing Tantra, a Kriya Yoga, a Kutalini, the Resurrector, Shishuna, the Eater, Pingala, awaken the seven chakra to come the Avatar, Muhammad the Conqueror, put your sword to your juggler, send you to the ether, the water, air, fire, bender, the earth ruler, usher in the new era. In the saga, I spirit terror, every sound of horror, reflection crack mirrors, minds made feeble, dreams crumble, the curse tremble, thieves in the temple, raise the mental, beyond the four devils, you whack money. All right, all right, we back, Dr. Alain Bay, your host, First Water Radio. We're going to be going over tonight, um, continuation basically from this Wednesday's discussion, talking about Minister Farrakhan, the Million Man March. But we're going to add in two now, the Lamar Odom and Santanic Rituals, because there's some things in which that come to light. Um, we're going to go first to, um, let's, let's see if y'all can hear the importance of what we was talking about as far as nationality. Um, we're going to try to see if we can um, pull up what Minister Farrakhan was talking about 
uh, first here. And your father's heart back to you, lest the earth will be smitten with a curse. This is a sad day. It's a great day, but it's a dreadful day. <clears throat> it's great for the righteous. It's dreadful for the wicked. Thomas Jefferson knew it was coming, tried to beat it. Abraham Lincoln knew it was coming, tried to beat it. I went by Dr. King's monument. I've learned to love my brother. Because if you would go and study the speeches that Dr. King made in the last two years of his life, you will know that Dr. King was not a dreamer. Dr. King had awakened from that dream and said, I quote, that, that my dream had turned to a nightmare. These are the words of Dr. King. And the night before, he was assassinated. I want you to see what Dr. King was saying a few days before. Go ahead. Oh, my brother, Dr. King. He started talking about <clears throat> I want to quote him right because I don't, this is too important. <laughs> My son said, well, Dr. King said, I, I want to get the language right tonight. That man. And when you read how Dr. King evolved, we will evolve with him. He was not a dreamer. He was a great revolutionary thinker like his brother, Brother Malcolm. And while I'm on the subject of Brother Malcolm, now, there's a group of people out here that think that Farrakhan has something to do with the murder of Brother Malcolm. Okay, let's deal with it. I want to ask you a question. Do you know any murderer that white folk don't like? that they could pin a crime on and he's still standing here speaking with his foot deep up in their backside <laughs> from this sacred place we ask that the FBI Reveal, open up all the files 
on, Brother Malcolm X. Don't redact a damn thing and let the people see what really happened to Brother Malcolm. Go ahead. See, they're killing me with you through media and some who claim to know Malcolm and love Malcolm. And if I could get close to you, I would show you that you don't love him as much as you say. Yeah, well, you all killed him. Well, some Muslims were involved. Who was the man giving him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation when he got shot? It wasn't one of the followers of Elijah Muhammad. It was an agent from the police department undercover. The white man wanted Malcolm dead. And naturally, we were angry with brother because he spoke against his teacher and his teacher's person. Now, hey, 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 Reverend. <laughs> Black leader, you, you, you all, let, let's talk a little bit. See, I don't want these holy Negroes to talk about how bad Elijah Muhammad was. He had wives. What do you have? See, you playing women. Ishmael, where is he? Front and center, move here. Rasul, move here. Abdullah Yassin, move here. Kamal Muhammad, move here. Yeah, I want you to see the sons. And Ahmed Muhammad, where's Ahmed? Come on now. <laughs>
is Marie Muhammad, one of Elijah Muhammad's daughters, and my former daughter-in-law, still my daughter-in-law, her children are my grandchildren. This is Medea Muhammad, and her children are here. Right over here, son. This is Kamal Muhammad, a scientist. Yep. Each of these are spiritual giants. This is Elijah's son. Look at him good. See, a man that want to have fun with a woman, want to hide the of the fact that she becomes pregnant. Where's Ahmed? Now these are with me. Yes, we are. All day. Every day. That's right. And they are champions in their field. And they're helping me build a nation. Yes, sir. You talk about passing the torch. You got to be careful that there's some light on the stick you got in your hand. Because if you're passing the same madness that you got, you're falling in the ditch. And the one you give the torch to is going in the ditch right after you. Hell no. You got to have wisdom to lead our people today out of the clutches of a deceitful, satanic mind. Right. Let me bring on Brother D. Are you here, bro? Peace, peace, peace. Peace. How you doing, huh? Doing good, doing good, just doing the science here. All right, all right. Well, I, I wanted to play that part because we did um, some episodes about that a few years ago, about the assassination of Malcolm X and how it was John Ali who orchestrated, um, and he was the secretary of the Nation of Islam. He was the third highest ranking member behind Herbert Muhammad and Elijah Muhammad. Um He's the one in which that got Malcolm named um, to stop being put in Muhammad Speaks and got the brothers in order to start attacking him with John Ali. John Ali, from then until now, has never stated for the record that he was not an FBI informant. He has never stated that he was not. So that means for him not ever stating it in um, almost 40 years, then we would have to think about the fact that he must have been. In more than 40 years, actually. So, um, we know that John Ali met with um, the individual by the name of Hagen, or Hayden, as he was called then. Um, he's the one who was, that did get captured um, at the Audubon room on the day of the assassination of Malcolm X, Al-Hajj Malik al-Shabazz. Um, right. All right, the two other brothers that they later got, we know spent 25 years in jail because they was actually not part 
of that team of assassins that day. Now, they did speak negatively about Malcolm and um, and we probably repeated the same things in which that even Minister Farrakhan himself spoke about at that time, which was to take and rip out Malcolm's tongue and send it to the messenger or give it to the messenger. Um, so that was the attitude of many of the brothers in the Nation of Islam at that time. Um, however, as we just finished hearing, Minister Farrakhan specifically stated that he himself did not have anything to do with the assassination, even though in the past he has stated that he has incited, you know, the attitude or uh, or the anger concerning it because he was the Boston uh, minister at that time, and they did do round rotations. And actually, the night before those assassins left left from the Newark mosque, Minister Farrakhan was the um, minister that night. You know, um, um, at the Newark Mosque, which was Newark Mosque 25 at the time. Um, but there still have not been any proof as far as connecting those five assassins, um, some say six, to Minister Farrakhan. But we have been able to attach Hayden, or Hagen as he was called, to John Ali, who, um, who claimed that he did not meet with anyone the night before. Um, however, there's been too many books and too much information written concerning um, that he had met with Hagen or Hayden at that time the night before, and that Hagen or Hayden was the individual who gave the orders or ran down the orders to Warbird X, to William X, to um, um, Benjamin X, and different others who was part of that assassination um, team um, who shot up Malcolm um, that day in the Honor Ball um, Ballroom. So we have been able to find that information, um, and this is in several books, Malcolm X Assassination. Um, oh, man, there's so many books uh, written on that information now, so it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, what's your thoughts on about what Minister Farrakhan said concerning that? Well, you know, I think he was kind of evasive, right. um, first of all, you know, mm -hmm. the way he came off. You know, any time a person, of course, we, we don't know 100% uh, uh, exactly what position he played, but I think everybody with common sense um, thinks that he might have played some position. And, right. you know, when I look at this from a psychological perspective, it seems mm -hmm. as though when a person has to surround themselves uh, with people to validate that they are innocent, that shows me a little bit of guilt because okay. truth is staying on its own. Right. You know, truth is staying on its own. So, you know, um, I was looking at the fact that he had to call upon the sons and the daughters of Elijah Muhammad up. But I find if he really wanted to impress me, he could have brought up uh, the grandson or granddaughter or the daughter of Malcolm X to the podium. That would have impressed me a little bit more. Right. <laughs> but you see, uh, none of his family was on the podium. Right. So I, I so that was a diversion. So I think the fact that you said that the brother has never admitted to not being uh, an agent, um, I think that is uh, pretty telling. 
far as um, he didn't lie. Right, John Ali. Right, right, exactly. He he never lied. Um, he didn't lie. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, but you know, we know that does have some type of connection there. We already know also about the fact that um, he made mention of um, Martin Luther King, and we know that once again, not only was um, and, and before I even get to Martin Luther King, let, let me talk about what he stated about Gene Roberts who was the undercover um, New York police, who later goes on to become a CIA um, or FBI agent, I should say. Um, and it's been actually more than 25 years as the FBI agent who actually testified against the, um, I think it was the New York um, Panthers 21, um, New York, um, you know, um, who's the Black Panthers, as well as also um, at the trial of Malcolm X. Um, and, and Minister Farrakhan said this was the dude who was giving mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to, to an individual who had um, approximately 12 bullet wounds, you know, so that just doesn't make any um, sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and these bullet wounds were specifically to the chest, you know, so um, um, a lot, of, right, most of them was to the chest. So th- this is just some strange things, and and like Minister Farrakhan pointed out, um, he didn't make mention of the dude's name, Gene Roberts, um, but that's who it was because Gene Roberts is still alive and he probably would have, um, by state and such, you know, it could have been possibly a lawsuit or whatever the case is. Um, you know, it could have possibly been that. But the thing is, is that um, this is the individual who was, you know, um, you know, when you see the picture, you see him there. Um, this is the individual who also uh, was on several documentaries concerning Malcolm's death, and they never really questioned this guy about, you know, about him being, um, about him bringing down the New York 20, um, 21, um, you know, or New York, you know, um, Black Panthers or any of that, you know, or his involvement, you know, beyond just the death of, of, of or the assassination of, of Malcolm X. Right. You know, so, so um, I agree with Minister Farrakhan that there was definitely some government involvement and those five individuals who was along with Hayden, um, along with John Ali and others, being that he was an FBI informant at that time or agent, you know, um, you know, we definitely see that the government was involved. And that goes right back to Martin Luther King, as we know that he had individuals such as Jesse Jackson um, right. who um, told everyone not to wear, you know what I'm saying, um, that the friendly would be wearing a tie, and wish that the only one on the balcony who you would see wearing a tie was Martin Luther King. Right. And, and um, so, and, and where's Jesse at at the time? Jesse is um, down at the bottom of the stairs, um, you know what I'm saying? I believe he was walking with Andrew Young um, and saying to our great um, leader, you know, and then all of a sudden the shots rung off and the shots rung off from the left hand side at the bottom of the bushes, not up towards the dispensatory uh, where they claimed that the shots came from, where they was pointing at that famous picture is a falsehood in which that we know that the shots actually came down from the left hand side of the bushes. The next day, the bushes was all cut down. All right. So we know where the shots really came from. Because the shots came up and hit uh, Martin Luther King in the neck, um, going up through the top, you know, through the side of his head, 
you know. So we understand where those shots really came from, you know what I'm saying? It came from down up, not from up down, you know, um, as they would have us to believe. That was the thing in which they wanted to tell us about, um, you know, about the lone gunman, um, gunman theory. Um, what we find out, too, is that there was an actual picture in Ebony Magazine, I believe it was around 1977. My grandmother actually had this issue, and I remember around um, around 14 years old, I'm looking in the book, and I'm actually seeing two white men hiding behind the bushes. Oh, wow. It was like, you can actually see the two white men, and what come to, and come to find out by, based on my research and study, is that one of them was the actual owner of Jim Grill, which was right there at the corner, um, and he was there with the actual gunman, because he hmm. took the gun from the gunman and made sure he got away, and he and he got rid of the gun. Hmm. Now the brother who was supposed to be guarding, quote unquote, uh, Martin Luther King, um, I believe his name was Brother Redden. Um, they just happened to move him from off his post and put some other people in which that um, come to find out they was never um, seen. You know what I'm saying until after. The shooting. You know what I'm saying? Who was supposed to be guarding? Um, we also found out that um, there was brothers who was um, part, they claimed that was part of a gang. You know what I'm saying? But these was revolutionary brothers who was in a hotel who was supposed to have been actually guarding uh, Martin Luther King. Uh, come to find out that under the behest of Jesse Jackson, they was moved from out of the hotel, of the Lorraine Hotel. Okay, mm-hmm. so yes, I agree with Minister Farrakhan that there definitely is a conspiracy or definitely something in which that was higher going on, but the individuals that they used was the closest ones to these people. Right. Or known to these people. All right, like I said, Jesse Jackson, the matter of fact, if you go back and watch Baba um, Dick Gregory's um, and, and Baba Steve Coakley's video, on the um on the um Malcolm X well excuse me on the um Martin Luther King's assassination they show you um I can't um he's a reverend I can't remember his last name right now but he actually right. stated um a fraudulent slip he said well as I was moving to my I'm moving away from um Doc talking about Martin Luther King um he said then the shot rang out <laughs> So that he just gave away the clue for them to shoot was when he moved away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, we, we got to talk about these things, you know. Um, um, do you, you remember his name? I, I want to get his name right because I can't remember right now. I've done did shows on it and I had his name right then, but I can't remember right now. But, um okay. I know Steve Coakley. I know he Steve Coakley pointed him out. Right, right, right. Um, exactly. And they did an actual videotape on him um showing how he made that fortunate slip, stating that um as he moved away, that's when the shot rung out. Um, which meant that was the clue. And then Jesse right. Jackson talking about the friendly would be wearing the tie. <clears throat> you know, those were both clues to um to getting him. Now, Martin Luther King never trusted Jesse Jackson. Um, he told um, Andre, um, and, um, Andrew Young, and he told um, Hosea Williams 
that you know, and and Ralph Abernathy, that he was that Jesse Jackson was too ambitious for him. You know, in other words, he would. Um, it seemed that he would do anything to have power or anything to, um, you know, to be in the forefront or in the limelight. Um, we know that what Jesse did is that he took a mason jar, this is based on Hosea Williams now, he said that Jesse took a mason jar and smeared the blood of, of, of Martin Luther King onto his shirt to go before the media, I think it was um, um, uh, NBC or either CBS, to go before the media, um, um, Good Morning America or something like that, with this blood on his shirt to say, I was the last one to hold Martin Luther the King in my arms. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. and um, and Al Sharpton when he was running for the presidency, in order to keep Jesse from talking, he told um, Jesse that um, if you don't shut up and keep his mouth closed, that he'll talk and that he'll bring up about um, him smearing the um, blood on Martin Luther King. And actually, this went on several times um Al Sharpton's campaign. Wow. You know, so he had to do that in order to. You know, to make Jesse be quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's a lot of um, things that we definitely need to be looking at here. You know, um, I know that we wanted to get you know into this man, um, you know, with this hammer that injured um, ten in an attack on a Canadian um, tribal office that died at the scene after being subdued and restrained by the police. Um, I know that you had information on that. Um, um, give your analysis of that and how it tied into the Heimer Biff or the Morris connection and that type of information. Well, of course, we know the secret of all secrets is who right. we are as a people. Exactly. The of what, I, what I find funny is that, of course, we had Louis Farrakhan that spoke on 1010. Do we got 1010? And you know, if we do the numerology on that, you know, that uh, that comes out to be 11, and 1 and 1 is 2. Right. Well, when we look in, when we look into this case uh, that happened at uh, the Aboriginal Government Office in British Columbia, right. this happened on ten uh, fourteen. Right. And the numbers that I keep seeing coming up is that there was ten hurt and one dead. Right. So we got another ten again, and we got another one. Mm-hmm. But you add those together, we get eleven. You also get the number two. Right. Uh, so, so when we do the math on that, uh, we can actually see that this was it had to be uh, some sort of, uh, some sort of ritual uh, when it comes down to the timing of this, and it happened out of the blue. Uh, mighty funny, it didn't happen on Columbus Day, uh, which we found out. I believe it was in um, what was it in uh, Oklahoma? I believe it was uh, right. that they changed that day to Indigenous Peoples Day. Right, and so uh, right after that, on the fourteenth, we you know I was trying to figure out why they would do it. So it made sense that they would go to the Aboriginal people or Indigenous people that they knew of to try to make a statement. And so there you see the Hiram Habib story being done to so-called Aboriginal people in uh, British Columbia. And, and and the funny thing, you ask why Columbia. Well, Columbia means goddess of liberty. Right. <laughs> so that's the goddess of liberty. So who don't they want to be free? Exactly. Us. Exactly. 
Right. And as we spoke um, last Wednesday or this past Wednesday, we spoke about the fact of within the Masonic Shriners ritual, their whole thing is about um, holding the Moors down, making sure the Moors do not rise again. So that correlates perfectly with the Heimer Biff or what you were talking about. And the fact is that he ran around hitting people in the head with what? A hammer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which they say that Heimer Biff was hit in the head by the three ruffians, and then laid in the north. Well, we talk about Canada is part of North America. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, I mean, all these connections. All these connections. Right. All these and, and And, you know, that ties into that is also what happened the very next day. Right. You know, as a matter of fact, oh, I, for, I forgot to bring up this point. It also happened on the 13th. <laughs> This happened on the 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when so when we doing the Kabbalah, I mean the 13th, it means snake, which right. is America or, or, or Mu'ka, which means what? The serpent. The serpent, right. Um, so, Maru. So, uh, I'm Maru. Right, I'm Maru. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we got uh, so we got the uh, uh, the meaning 13, which all which symbolizes death or suffering in the Kabbalah, right. or death to the matter. Or to oneself and birth to the spirit. That passage on a higher level. That happened, and mm-hmm. actually, that happened. Uh, that's when uh, they found Lamar Odom. Right. On the thirteenth, so that, that symbolized death or suffering. Right, and the word Lamar is Amar, as in once again Amaru, as in the shining serpent again. Um, the L, you know, symbolizes you know the uprightness or the ninety degrees perpendicular level. Um, you know, um, the from horizontal to a um, to a vertical, you know, that's how the L is shaped. So I don't think that's no coincidence. And then, you know, um, um, what you get from the meaning as far as like in the various languages. Well, see, uh, Lamar, we have uh, in German or Germanic word, which means well-known land, mm-hmm. and then in Spanish, uh, means from the sea. His first, his last name, Odom, means son-in-law. Son-in-law. Right. That, right. Does um, and that's in Hebrew. Um, this is also in Germanic. Mm. It's also in Germanic. So, so it also means son-in-law. Uh, so you have mm. the son-in-law, which is in a well-known land, mm-hmm. who is from the sea. Right. And you know the navigators are the Moors. And then in Arabic, Lamar uh, means liquid gold. Mm-hmm. Now, who are they using as collateral for this debt system? Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, so that symbolizes also the liquid gold. They're using these birth certificates to liquidate the debt, you know, of the country in which that, you know, uh, they they never asked us about it. They never, you know, um, told us that, you know, that's something in which that we, you know, could utilize in order to pay off or discharge our debts. You know, right. this is something that is now just coming to light within the last, you know, 15 years or so. Right. You know, so, um, it, 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 wait, go to Odom. What you think about Odom? Well, so we're talking about Odom, that son-in-law. That mm-hmm. son-in-law. Son-in-law. Right. Well, until you are a natural person, 
You are not a son-in-law. You are a bastard. Mm. <laughs> Which states you have no father. Right. You have no identity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> son-in-law means that, that you have an identity, that you are part of the family. So right. uh, that would also mean they're going off of the real people that's supposed to be part of the family of nations. Right. And see, what I what I also found is that there's a Lamar Mound and Village site um, in Georgia. Mm. As you talk mm. back to the Moors. And then, I mean, Lamar, Alamor, you know what I'm saying, um, the A and the L would be, you know, um, you know, reversed. And the M-A-R would be, you know, M-R or more, you know. So Alamor, you know, can be also, um, you know, symbolically the more. You know, um, translation also. Mhm. Mhm. Absolutely. You know, it, it was no coincidence. I don't think it was any coincidence at all. Um, the way things fell, and the dates in which they fell, it was no coincidence. Uh, so when we look, when we look at this, especially when we break down what Louis Farrakhan said what you said last week in relation to being a natural person and versus nationalization. Right. Um, I think it's really important that we identify the error in what he said. It's because three-fifths of a person does not equal a natural person. Right. As a, as, a, as a matter of fact, that is the definition of a monster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is part human and part animal. Right. So it, it's impossible to be a natural person without nationhood. Otherwise, you are considered a nation. Right. <laughs> uh, so the very fact, you know, I don't know if there was a report that came out about who the man was. Uh, that went into the Aboriginal government of the British Columbia and hit people with a hammer. That was, man, I mean, come on. We know if he really wanted to do damage, he would not be using a hammer. He'd be using something like a gun. So this was very symbolic. Right. Nobody goes in uh, uh, 10 to 1 or 11 to 1 into a fight with a hammer. Right. So that didn't make sense off the bat. Right. So people who are in the know, they understood the meaning. Uh, we just so happened to catch it, but that was a that was a message. That was a message. Although they didn't play, um, you know, justice or else on many uh, uh, forms of media, there were many people that were paying attention to what was going on. And uh, as we discussed before, the most powerful part about that. Uh, situation was the first two hours of it <laughs> in which you saw people who considered themselves to be indigenous uh, some of the so-called native Indian tribes they asked a question uh, I don't know if you brought this up last week but they asked a question they wanted to know what happened one of the chiefs asked what happened how did we get separated and I think that's a question that, that needs to be addressed because 
uh, one of the things that a lot of them don't do is recognize who we are as well. Exactly. <laughs> they still want to stick us back in Africa. Yeah. Because <laughs> let the truth be told, there were a lot of uh, so-called Native Americans um, that had us as slaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> truth be told, so it wasn't all. It wasn't all lovely then either. Right, and and it wasn't even um, to the extent in which that we were saying it wasn't in the same regard. Um, we can say that it was more so like what they told us originally about the Albion uh, when they came and was, um, you know, they was also enslaved, but they called it indigenous servitude. But after mm-hmm. seven years, you know, they was able to um, work it off. Um, but that's that's also how um, some of the Native Americans, um, you know, was trying to say that um, that's how we became part of their tribes. But um, they know doggone well is that we were um, already tribes prior to the amalgamation with the Chinese. Um, that if Phoenix was already here um, 5,000 years ago through Mexico and on up into the south um, and the um, eastern seaboard and then across the Great Lakes and even into California, which Cali, uh, Cali was named after, you know, um, um, the goddess Cali, you know, allegedly, you know, then, you know, then we know those Kushites, you know, because Herodotus spoke of, there was two Kushites or two Ethiopians. He said one was in the east, one was in the west. And um, they both was dark-skinned. The only difference was that one had a little bit more wavy or straighter hair. Um, the other one um, had more curly hair. So what he was talking about was the Ethiopians uh, from out of um, what we now refer to as Nubia or Sudan or Somalia or Ethiopia or even right. Egypt, all the same people. Um, and that they went out into um, Samaria, uh, what became known as Mesopotamia, or uh, later known as India, on a little bit further, in which they went over the Indo-Kush Mountains. Um, you know, so I remember asking a, um, a brother from India. I said, um, I said, you know, your Kushites. He said, um, he said, yes, we know. He said, I said, yeah, because y'all have the Indo-Kush Mountains. He said, yes, that is true. So mm-hmm. they know, you know, but you have to bring it to their attention. You know, um, I remember we was in Canada um, a few years ago, and um, um, one of the Indian sisters walked up on me and said, brother, brother, please take a picture um, for me, please. You know, so she was saying, brother, brother, you know, um, and that would have been unusual, you know, um, mm-hmm. any other time. And I'm like, you know, I had on a do-rag at the time, and I'm like, why she picked me out of all these people around here? You know what I'm saying? To, you know, actually take a picture and then re- re- refer to me as brother. She could have said mister. You know, she could have said mister. She could have said, excuse me, you know, or anything instead of brother, brother. You know what I'm saying? So um, they, 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 there's some in which that do know um, some of the historical um, information that the people there within India are not just called the Sudra or the Untouchables, but they was the original pre-Davidian people called the Tamil um, people who were uh, who we would say the worshippers or the from the school as I would say from the school of Atum Ray or Atum Ra. You know, that's really um, who that um, Tamil people are. 
you know. So um, right. to say all that, to say this, is that uh, we're looking at, you know, um, certain things that is taking place. Like when you even look at the Santana calendar and look at their holidays, um, there's a holiday that's near October the 10th um, in which that just with preparation for all Halloween, um, which is called Halloween, which deals with abduction, which deals with holding or ceremonial preparation of individuals for human sacrifice. Mm. All right. Um, and Odom symbolized that, you know, that particular sacrifice um, that was supposed to happen. But based on all reports from just today, um, he has opened his eyes. He has now. Um, spoke with his children, his um, his, his uh, former wife, which is um, one of the Kardashians, um, so forth and so on. Um, so he's pulling out. He's now able to breathe on his own. So the ritual went astray. But then again, like you brought up the point about <clears throat> oh, excuse me, how Whitney Houston's daughter, um, you know, where they tried again, you know what I'm saying, um, just to make sure that the ritual go through because because um, the ritual was supposed to have happened um, with Whitney Houston's daughter the first time, um, and Whitney um, actually took the, you know, the back, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, the backslash for that, and um, herself was being um, um, sacrificed, both in the same manner, because the day right before, they said Christina was in the bathtub, um, and she was out of it, and then all of a sudden, right. the next day, the mother is in that situation, and then they say that just this past year, in February, once again, she was in that um, position. So it's, it's a lot of um, nonsense, you know, um, going on. That's what we call these particular type of rituals that these Albions do on these levels. Um, you know, um, give us some more thought on that, too, brother, that we talked about. Well, you know, what I, what I was thinking about as you were talking about that is the symbolism of water. Symbolism of death right. and water. Right. And I'm saying uh, again, uh, uh, when we were looking at, uh, for instance, um, Lamar, his name. Mm-hmm. Remember, his name also means from the sea. From the sea. And and he was found where in a brothel. Right. So should, you know when we broth. when we oh. <laughs> right a broth is a soup right. So so we're looking at the symbolization in, in, in all of these deaths here recently, water has been involved. Some some symbolism of water has been involved. Right. Um, and and it, and it happens in the same place where Tupac um um died in, which was in Nevada. Mhm. Or allegedly mm-hmm. died. <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> so, you know, looking at that situation and uh the Whitney Houston and Christina situation, um, it's about that time and it seems like they're starting this ritual earlier this year. Because remember it's also um right before a new election year, which is right. gonna be in of course two thousand and sixteen, uh right. where we're actually looking at the number seven. Right. So we're looking at the number seven uh, coming up for the election. So I believe they're trying to get this ritual off before the calendar on the Gregorian calendar turns 2016. Mm, okay. Um, 
Also, I don't think anybody's talking about um, Lamar Odom's trust because I think I saw somewhere that he has a trust account that's worth like $75 million. Mm. So, you know, so when when we're looking at this and we're looking at, you know, the Kardashians, of course we know that they have money and that, you know, it's funny. They, they, they seem like they've been sent out to actually go after brothers. Um, yeah. I know this is kind of off the subject, but now that I'm thinking about it, um, they might be uh, very well involved in sucking down very powerful Moorish men. Mm. And uh, before, I don't mean any harm, but before Lamar Odom met, uh, what was her name, um, the Kardashian that he, he's married to, um, I don't recall there being any rumors of him being so heavily involved in the drug life. You're right. I, I never heard about it before. Not like that, anyway. You know, there were some issues with practice, and there were some issues that people were, they were questioning his effort on the court. But you never heard anything about him being, uh, you know, really heavy in drugs. And I think that's showing how uh, they're using the same techniques and the same tactics today to uh, hurt our melanated men with, again, the Albion woman. Right. Well, right, right. We'll talk about, too, about Master P and his comments. Uh, Master P stating that uh, Kobe could have brought him back on the team, and and uh, of course he, you know, I think he's he's just trying to get in the, in the limelight again. And I don't really know what relationship Master P has with Lamar Odom, you know, because that, right. that, I don't know I don't know what their friendship entails. Uh, I really don't know too much about that situation, um, other than. Uh, it's looking like, you know, somebody's trying to, uh, you know, because they'll use him to try to push Kobe out too because we remember how they did Kobe. Right. You know, Kobe could have been next. Kobe could have been next. Uh, You know, when he did what he did, you know, years ago when he got caught in the hotel room uh, uh, with that Caucasian girl. Right. You know, and the things they did to him, you know, they shut him up. You know, right. you didn't hear anything after Kobe after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Um, all I know is that Lamar Odom um, is very clear, it's very evident that he was some type of sacrifice. Nobody knows really too much how to get the drugs into a system. I think they said he spent, what, $75,000 in and um, and uh, at the brothel, seventy five thousand dollars. What can you get for seventy five thousand dollars at a brothel? Exactly. When they showed on, even on the videotape that he only had two hookers, <laughs> um, and then right. you know they claimed that he took some herbal Viagra, uh, which obviously was a, some type of herbal blend of ginseng and yo himbi and whatever else. And then they said that he had cocaine in the system, and he had also tracks in his arms as if he was using heroin. And then they say he was popping pills. You know, so I'm like, good gosh. Mm-hmm. 
So it's gonna uh, also uh, also God, you know, we we've got um, coming up on the twenty fourth, the march in Atlanta. Right by the Nation of Islam. Nation of Islam in front of the CDC building. Right. What do they plan on accomplishing? Uh, good question. Good, good question. <laughs> um, uh, they, well, based on what the brother stated, um, he said that they're going to go and ask for um, no more distributing of this of various vaccines to um, children under the twelve years children under twelve years old. Um, okay. uh, that's 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 what I've heard anyway, based on um, you know, what he stated at the Million Man March, Justice or else. You know. Um, um what was the brother name? I, let me let me see if I can find that um brother name who's part of the nation who stated that. I don't know who that was. Um, let me see, what was his name? Oh boy. Association of Lawyers of All right, let me see. I got him right here. Let's see. We can. Because yeah, he came on right after Brother Nuruddin um, Muhammad. Okay. Came on right after Brother Nuruddin. Let me see. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah who came to us in the person of Master Farad Muhammad. We thank him for raising from among us the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. We are deeply indebted to him that he would give us a leader, teacher, and champion today in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It is in their names that I greet you, my beautiful family, and the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. Brothers and sisters. Now, this is Brother Tony Muhammad of the Nation of Abraham, who's, who's speaking. I'm here to bring to you some vital information that has happened to our community, and it has not been brought to the attention of black people throughout America. Four months ago, Bobby Kennedy, the son of Robert Kennedy, met with me in Los Angeles to give me some shocking and revealing and, I mean, terrible information on what's going on at the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia. It has been brought to our attention that the seniors Lead scientist for the Center of Disease Control has admitted that the MMR of vaccines and many of the vaccine shots have been genetically modified to attack black and Latino boys. I don't think you heard me. We are living in a wicked time where we are dealing 
with a spiritual wickedness that's in high places, and the pharmaceutical industry alone with the American Medical Association have found a way like Pharaoh did during the children of Israel when it was time for them to make an exit. Pharaoh said, let us kill all boy babies, two and under. And so now they're trying to force vaccines on baby boys, at least 80 shots before they're three years old. So this is what Minister Farrakhan said we're going to do on the 24th and the 25th of this month. 25,000 of us are going to march on the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia, and we're going to say, not another Tuskegee on our watch. We'd be damned if we're going to stand around and let somebody else pump us up with viruses. It's time for us to stand up. So take this information down as I exit. Go to cdctruth.org. And on the 24th and 25th, if you're in Alabama, in Georgia, in South Carolina, in Tennessee, we need you in Atlanta, Georgia, where the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan will be leading us to march against the Center for Disease Control. Thank you, and look up more information on this heinous act by our government. Assalamu alaikum. This next great soldier makes you to know why the most honorable Elijah Muhammad talked about two different types of preachers. One he called a Negro preacher, and the other he called a black preacher. Negro preacher, he always has something negative to say about them because they normally are the operators of the wheel of the enemy, but a black preacher, he always spoke favorable of. And when you look at this brother who has been on the forefront as one of the national co-conveners for the Justice or Else movement, he is not a Negro preacher. This is, without a shadow of a doubt, a revolutionary black preacher, a great disciple of Jesus. Please help me to bring to the podium at this time the Reverend Jamal Bryant, the senior pastor of Empowerment Temple AME. Let's bring him on with a round of applause. I bring you greetings on behalf of the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess. If there are any born-again Christians who are here, would you give God glory even now? We stand not just by ourselves. Sir Walter Rowley said that you can see further when you stand on the shoulders of giants. I want to warmly welcome to this commemoration the families of those who have lost their loved ones at the hands of aggressive policing and a militarized police force. Would you help me warmly welcome the father of Michael Brown, who comes to address you now? Come on, give him a big hand as he comes. How's everyone? All right, so um, that's what the brother was talking about there, about them going to the CDC. Um, uh-huh. Got a chance to rehear, brother um, Derek. Um, what's your thoughts on it? Well, you know, um, we already know that that through the vaccinations, um, you know, they've yeah. been killing. <laughs> I mean, Brother Curtis Cox wrote a book called um, The Dangers of, um, of Vaccinations, of Vaccines. Um, he wrote that book over 20 years ago. 
Right. As a matter of fact, it was 25 years ago. You know, right. the dangers of vaccines, um, Brother Curtis Course. Um, so uh, I don't know, but I guess because Bobby Kennedy's um, son, um, Junior, you know, gave it to him that it made it more authentic, um, made it more convincing, you know, right. um, in that regard. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I think it's a move that that needs to be needs to be made. Um, however, um, I guess the issue is going to eventually be: will people stop getting the vaccinations? Right. You know, um, because what what will probably happen is uh, they'll create something, they'll bring something back out, they'll bring smallpox back out. They'll bring in. Uh, they'll bring another disease that they have in the lab out to scare people into getting the vaccination. Right. Um, so you know, I'm I'm hoping that um, that they can you know awaken people uh, to stop killing their kids harmful vaccinations. So I'm, I'm I'm hoping it does go somewhere. Right. You know. Hope is a part too, too, other than just marching, because we've been marching for a long time. Indeed. You know. Indeed. Uh, no, because you know, a, a lot of schools now, what they're doing, I think they're doing this in Texas, is that they, in order for your child to go to school, they're actually now requiring uh, that you have um, these vaccinations. It used to be if if you could say that um, according to your religion or your lifestyle. Uh, that right. you don't, don't get it, you get away with it. Right, right. Uh, but now they're trying to force the children to get it. And uh, right. what I heard recently is that uh, they were looking at cases, I believe, of uh, the measles, where a lot of kids weren't getting the measles shots and, and vaccinations, and then there was an outbreak of measles. But we know, you know, they can uh, they can lie and they can cause these things to happen. Uh, through various ways to make you think that it's actually an outbreak, you know. Uh, right. Mighty Fun is 2015, and for um, for a century, people weren't getting these shots, but now all of a sudden, you find a whole lot of children who didn't get the shot. Uh, right. These diseases, so um, it's definitely chemical warfare that's going on. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Um, a good place to go is www.mercola, um, com. That's Joseph Mercola, M-E-R-C-O-L-A.com. He's a, um, naturopath doctor, um, you know, um, I think he might even been, um, might be even an MD, but he gave the ingredients that's in vaccines as the base and people wouldn't believe what's in there. We're talking about duck pus, monkey blood cells, uh, um, horse serum, um, um, formaldehyde, which is embalming fluid. Um, oh, man, I, I can go on and on. You know, um, defecation from someone else, urination from someone else, um, snot from someone else's child, you know, um, all these things, all, all the base, mixture of base 
for vaccinations. Um, mm. Joseph McCoy broke this down um, almost 20 years ago um, about what was in these vaccines, you know. So, you know, we got to pay attention. And like you said, there's, uh, for those states that have not made it mandatory, even though California is attempting to do so, there's always the loophole. Uh, once again, your cultural, uh, religious, as well as political um, background or beliefs can always be utilized, um, especially within the other states in which that does not have it yet mandatory, um, it can still be used. These are called vaccination exemption forms, in which that you can download um, from our website, www.dralemailbay.com, or um, do your research and um, find them um, for your particular state. You know, um, so each state should have a vaccination exemption form that you can utilize um, so that you do not have to give your children um, these deadly vaccines. And as um, Bobby Kennedy Jr. Um, gave to Brother Tony Muhammad of the Nation of Islam, that is biological chemical warfare specifically geared towards, um, you know, Moors or African-Americans or, you know, said Blacks. Um, so-called blacks. So um, we we, um, we we want you to definitely understand that this is something that you have to pay attention to. All right. Um, but like he said, it's GMO is genetically modified organisms. You know, so it's GMO. So it's not just the regular vaccines that they was even giving us. This is genetically targeting our genes specifically. You know, um, we already gave the illustration behind the cause for that is because our DNA is changing. We're turning from Homo sapiens sapien to Homo Christos, which means that we're coming um, the same as Christ, uh, meaning we are inheriting these particular gifts that is mentioned within First Corinthians, the 12th chapter, the gift of miracles, the gift of speaking in tongues, the gift of interpreting in tongues, the gift of discerning the spirits, the gift of um, healing, the gift of uh, prophecy, the gift of faith, the gift of knowledge. These are the nine fruits of Christ, you know, and we're not talking about a man from 2,000 years ago and definitely not no Albion. We're talking about these gifts that actually are encoded in your DNA that has been waiting for you to awaken them by opening your mind, by being able to utilize more than just the 10% that you've been trained or indoctrinated with. Um, so this is where we're trying to go at um, with it um, you know, definitely. Um, yes. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And, and and God, how about uh, how about people needing to learn the the uh, the healing arts, God? You know, right? Because we so much mm-hmm. on uh, on these vaccinations and pills. Um, that I think it's time now for uh, people to really grab hold to some of these ancient art forms where we can heal from the inside out. Most definitely. Well, and see, and the key to that is um, people have to understand is that the Old and New Testament both speak about laying on hands um, and how um, we always understood the power, you know what I'm saying, the power of healing or the gift, or we always had the gift of healing. Uh, we just simply forgot it, um, you know. So um, every generation or so, there's a individual that comes in order to rediscover that which was ancient, 
or are making a new, you know, and um, within this 20th century, this past 20th century, um, the individual who came was um, Reiki master Mikhail um, Ushi, um, who came with the healing system of the Reiki. Um, for those who learn Qigong, they come with um, understanding the Qigong sciences of um, Neigong and Weigong, you know, um, I mean, in the, you know, of the yin and yang system, you know, so forth and so on. So, I mean, it's over and over again, you know, uh, uh, pranic healing, you know, from um, master or grandmaster um, Koa um, Kuk Sui, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I can keep going on and on, you know, this individual that always, you know, um, come in order to um, bring forth information in which that can help heal the nation, and we would just simply listen, you know. Um, most of the time, people get so caught up in the emotions, and mostly of their emotions is that of fear and anger, you know, um, and not realize that anger is actually um, developed from fear. You know, what would be the point of being angry if it wasn't something which that you feared? Right. You know, um, you know, greed is from fear. Lust is from fear. Um, you know, jealousy and envy is from fear. Everything in which that is negative originates from um, the seat of fear, which is um, located essentially within the um, in the adrenal glands that sits directly on top of the kidneys. You know, so um, we're seeing a large increase of people getting on dialysis nowadays. If you notice. You know, and that's because of the fear factor in which that, based on metaphysics, the metaphysical cause of kidneys is fear. There's something in which that, that individual is fearing and they're not coming to grips about what it is, you know, and so it's being held within that particular location. And the person is suffering and not realizing that they can heal themselves if they would just simply um, learn some of these arts that we were talking about. Yes. Now that we have the 1010 is gone now, uh, justice or else. God, has anybody gotten in touch with you about the or else part? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I haven't heard anything about the or else, but Ms. Farrakhan said at the end of this tape, um, or the end of the million, you know, uh, man, March, he said that it was going to meet in the hotel. Um, that next day, I don't know what was said in that hotel the next day. So I would have loved to hear from someone who actually was there at that meeting. You know, was Brother Wesley Muhammad there? If so, get in contact with his brother about, you know, what was um, spoken um, about and what was spoken on. You know, that would be a good um, topic to discuss on this show uh, before we can have some type of clarity about the next move in which that Minister Farrakhan would like to make with his 10,000 um, strong brothers, you know, or sisters, you know, you know, I think he was really focusing on the brothers though, but I would like to know, know the 10,000 strong brothers that he was talking about specifically um, that would, you know, make the next moves. And I heard him say that, of course, farming is involved. Um, of course, asking for, um, 100 million acres of land about the equivalent size of California would be something that would be discussed. Um, you know, but then again, like I stated um, this past Wednesday, um, 
you know, if they're not going to respect our documents or affidavits of nationality, then we'll be really expect for them to give us 100 million acres of land in order to utilize, in order to build a nation if they're not going to um, pay attention to the documentation in which that we're stating to make ourselves a nation. And who would be the custodian of this land? Uh, <laughs> good question. Obviously, it would be the nation Islam. And, but who would be the person? Um, well, we know very well that the next person in line, at least I knew um, since 1991, right after Mr. Farrakhan stated that he had prostate cancer, um, the next person in line would have been Ishmael Muhammad, um, based on all reports. And as you see here, he was calling real hard for Brother Ishmael Muhammad to come to the stage, but um, they made a joke that he was somewhere counting money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and Minister Farrakhan said, no, you know, he's no, he's no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but it, whatever the case is, um, Brother Ishmael was, um, is said, which is, like I said, is Tiana Muhammad's son, um, with Honorable Elijah Muhammad, that is their son, and which that he he has been groomed to take the place of Minister Farrakhan upon his transition. Yeah, right? Um, you know, so that's what's been speculated since the 1990s. Uh, I don't know if that's still the plan, but I know that's what we've been talking about for at least, you know, um, no, twenty years at least. You know. Now, now, brother, is is you know when we talk about nationality and we talk about the difference between uh, the Moorish movement and um, what our idea of nationality and um, uh, status change is, and as far as acquiring land and other things that uh, we are seeking to do, my question is this: about that, is that. Number one, is the Nation of Islam a 501c3? And how does a 501c3 acquire that much land? And if a 501c3, which is also a tool of the Vatican, acquires the land, um, how's that going to work out for our people? Um, well, uh, based on all accounts, there's a brother by the name of Hendo Henderson in which that is going around stating that um, the 501, the 501c3s are getting ready to be shut down, and there's going to be a reset that's going to occur, and we said it's going to transfer or transform everything to a 5014. Mm. Allegedly, the Pope coming over here, um, you know, just last month was a show of that. And if you notice, that was just um, less than two weeks. You know, that was just two weeks before the Million Man March that he ended up, you know, hurrying up and getting the hell out of Dodge. Um, but the funny thing is that the time that he was here, um, based on the Sanctalic calendar, was also a ritualistic time, you know. Um, he, he was here during the, 20, um, during the 22nd. Um, he was here for six days. You know, it, was around, it was around that same time, September 22nd, somewhere around there. Well, I mean, when you look at the, you know, Santana calendar, um, I mean, all the way from on the September the um, 21st, September the 22nd, you got the midnight of the host, which is blood, dismemberment of um, and hands removed for the hand of glory. 
And then you got on September the 22nd, um, the feast day, which is the fall um, equinox um, of orgies, old, anal, vaginal, um, sex with any age, male or female, child or adult. You know what I'm saying? And um, he just happened to be here um, during that time span, you know, and the Santana, um, Santana calendar um, is very close to the, um, the Catholic um, church in regards that um, the same get-ups in which that is worn during the um, Santanic rituals is the same get-ups in which that is worn during the Catholic uh, rituals and ceremonies. Um, as a matter of fact, those who have gone through the Illuminati state that in order to become a high member in the Santanic church um, or part of the council, um, have to go through becoming Catholic priests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Um, right, 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 right. So, um, you know, uh, we, we understand that this thing is, um, you know, very deep. And um, it just so happened that this was occurring during the time of the blood moons. I know you want to talk about that, too. Yeah, um, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a known fact now. I think we've had more blood moons this year than we have in, uh, I believe the correct term is centuries. Right. Um, when we start talking about the number of blood moons, and I think I don't know if we're up to four or five this year already. Right. Um, right. I can't remember the number, but I do know um, that normally the the folklore around the blood moon is, and when we when we start talking about uh, the people who have the power right now, who are the Vatican and the people who call themselves Israel. Um, uh, nothing to do with the Hebrew Israelites, but the Ashkenazim, uh, what their rabbis and uh, the Talmudic Jews say is that any time there is a blood moon, uh, that symbolizes a war against Israel. So um, I don't know, you know, as far as, as, far as that people is concerned, um, but we know that right now we got a war in where? We got a war in Syria. Right. You know, they're not calling it a war, but anytime you bring, um, you know, debts, guns, two armies, <laughs> it's a war. Right. And, and um, I, I, I find it um, a little interesting that while these blood moons are going on, we're cranking up uh, more wars over there in in Syria and um, a lot of things going on in West Africa that a lot of people are not talking about. Uh, right. In Nigeria, you know, the uh, United States has gotten a hold of the oil uh, reserves in Nigeria. Right. And that, that was at the same time we went in for the Save Our Girls, <laughs> Bring Our Girls Back Home. Right. Ebola came next. <laughs> sure did. Thank so, So, you know, dealing with that and then tying that into justice or else, um, it might not seem like it lines up. It does when you think about the rumor, and I say rumor because I've asked uh, some brothers from the nation about this and I haven't really got a straight-up answer, um, whether or not they have an alliance with the Church of Scientology. Right. Um, The reason why that is relevant is because when we talk about justice or else, uh, justice for who? 
what is justice? Because somebody could say I for an eye is justice. Right. Somebody could say 40 acres and a mule, and a mule is justice. Uh, somebody could say uh, uh, returning back our heritage and our name and our God is justice. Um, but if justice means um, coming together with an open enemy, I think that's something that we have to question. Um, so when we talk about the 100 million acres, and I brought up the question whether or not they are 501c3, uh, the reason why that is important is because if you're going to buy that much land, that means you're establishing yourself as a nation. Every nation has a uh, some type of province, some type of ruler. Is it going to be a, a matriarchal society? Is it going to be a patriarchal society? What, what are we looking at? Um, so this is this is something when we talk about nationality and when we talk about government. Um, I think it's good in theory, but I don't think it'll ever work, and I don't think it'll ever come to fruition. Because we're what. Uh, 70 years in? Is it 70 years in since the establishment of the nation of Islam? Yeah, actually almost, um, what, 1930 and now um, 2015. So what is that? That would be 70, 2000, so 85 years, yes. 85, wow. Wow. So in 85 years, we have yet to see that dream. Or the vision. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think people uh, really need to realize that whenever you can bring um, a million people together, it's a good thing. But when it's a million melanated people coming together and no bullets are flying from the CIA, the FBI, Cointel Pro. I think we. Sh- I think our eyebrows should go up. And if uh, if I can conclude on this note, is that we can't trust anybody that has too much power because everybody that had a little bit of power that was leading our people. Noble Drew Ali, you know Marcus Garvey, Martin King, Malcolm X. Khalid Muhammad, we can name them, <laughs> just here within the past century. They didn't even get that big. They didn't even get that big. And they were murdered or put in jail or pushed into another country. So, again, you know, um, I love, you know, I've learned a lot from uh, Louis Farrakhan, the nation, they, 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 they meant a lot to me growing up. However, I do to look at the fact that, according to history, no melanated man has been able to be that powerful in America and has not seen death. That's just something to think about. That's just something to think about. And we already know right. that right. it's a, or, it's a, or, <laughs> or, or massive, right? Or, or um, 
you know, incarceration. Or incarceration. Well, mm-hmm. nothing. Nothing. I mean, you know, we we don't want to see our brother. Uh, I think the the image of somebody that powerful being a Judas is something that nobody wants to see. But I believe if we don't start paying attention to people that want to be in the limelight, who are walking in the lower self, it's easy for them to be um, won over to the other side. It's easy for them to be paid off because they're already walking in the lower self. So we just need to pay attention, you know, and and I I don't think our salvation is coming that way. I just don't. I don't think our salvation is coming that way. Right. Well, I'm I'm gonna try to get to the portion where Minister Farrakhan made his statements about nature being higher than nationality. Um, I, I thought that was a very interesting part, and I, I don't want to misquote. You know, even though I, I said, you know, this along the lines Wednesday. Um, I, I would, you know, rather let the audience hear him say it. You know, um, this way it'd be reiterated. From him, you know. So let me see if I can find that right quick. We war not against flesh and blood. Um, and the male stock goes up. So men walk around like peacocks. Yes. <clears throat> and root in the sand. The one of you that is without sin. You cast them as my helpers, and we are part of the family as well. Yes, sir. This is our Imam, Imam Sultan Rahman, the great-grandson of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and he is the Imam of the Nation of Islam. Now, as I close today, I don't want you to move yet, because this is instruction time. America is under divine judgment as we speak. Elijah Muhammad taught us 50, 60 years ago of what we were going to face. And he said there would be four Great judgments, rain, unusual rain, snow, unusual snow, earthquakes, hail, and that he would use the forces of nature against America. You see going on in Charleston and in South Carolina, very serious. They have never seen rain like that at all. How? Why? That's divine judgment. When I leave you today, 
the calamities are going to get stronger because God wants America to let us go. Not integrate us. Let us go and give us a good send-off. Those of you who are scripturally sound, Moses was not an integrationist. And neither are we. Let me be clear. America has no future for you or for me. She can't make a future for herself, much less a future for us. The scripture says, come out of her, my people, and we're going to have to come out. But don't worry. God says he takes the kingdom from whom he pleases, and he gives it to whom he pleases. America, you have a chance to stop the judgment or delay it. Did you hear what I just said? This judgment can be delayed, but it's a very narrow window of opportunity. I close with this before instruction. Brothers and sisters, they came to Jesus and they asked him, when is the end coming? He said, look at this. You can look in the sky and see by the redness of the sky. You can discern that it's going to be a good day. But you cannot read the signs. He said, this wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. But no sign shall be given to you except the sign of Jonah. As Jonah was in the belly of the great fish three days and three nights, so shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth. Now, this scriptural scientist, I want you to study. Who is the Son of Man? He's a man from a man. Don't you be looking for no spook. The believers in spooks don't understand the law of cause and effect. And that's why your seeds that have not shown forth the glory of God sow your food for the bloodsuckers of the poor. 85% of the people in every nation are in poverty. And 10% of the people have knowledge, but they will not share it with the poor. So they live off the poor. In America, 85% of white people don't understand the law of cause and effect. But there are 10% among them that do understand 
and they work for the rich, and they work against the poor, are poison animal eaters. They eat hog flesh, sounding their mental powers and robbing them of their beauty appearance. They don't know the law of cause and effect. They believe that all that you see is happening from a mystery gun. But there's 10% that know. And they're sucking the blood of the poor. In the black community, we got 85% that are in bad shape. But you got 10% who robbed the 85%. Bad lawyers that take our money but won't fight for us. Everything is a plea bargain. Bad lawyers that want a third of the money from those killed but won't fight for justice. Bad doctors. Bad pharmacies. People that hustle their brothers and sisters. So when I ask for 10,000 fearless men, God stopped me short. I said 10,000 fearless men. When we put it up on our Facebook page, white folks said, oh, he wants 10,000 to start killing white people. Do I sound crazy to you? I said the next day, I said, wow, why would they say that unless they think they deserve the justice of God? And then the next day, they cut my words and said, Parkon said, they deserve to die. I didn't say that. I said, that's what you must be thinking when I say 10,000 fearless. And all you can see is a bunch of black people out there killing white people. I didn't say that. A few days later, I said, we got to go into our community. Because our war is on two fronts. We got to stop the killing in the inner city and stop the killing of us from police wickedness. I need 10,000 fearless. I want 10,000 men that we can train because we got to stand between the guns. But you know what? When we go in our community to clean it up, Guess who we're going to run into? We're going to run into rogue cops and wicked black people working together to suck the blood 
said, we're going to expose all your rogue policemen. Because you know where they are? They're in the black community. You know why they're there? Darren Wilson said, I don't want to do police work in the white community. I want to do police work in the black community because that's where the fun is. That's Darren Wilson. What's fun about your work in the black community, rogue police? See, you profit from the drug that's going on. You profit from the prostitution. You profit from the drug trade. You do. You kill us and blame it on another gang. That's the fun. But your days of having fun on our suffering is about to come to an end. I need 10,000 fearless black men. We got to clean up our community. And there's no way we can make a good people and leave them under the educational system of white supremacy. We have to take over the educational system. Because the education that you're receiving has not made you a good people or a better people. It made you a more willing tool or slave for your oppressor. That system has to go in order for black people to be set free. All educators, I'm calling on you. We got to take over. We got brilliant educators. We don't need to accept this poison doctrine of white supremacy any longer. We need a ministry of defense. We need a ministry of justice because we got to resolve our own conflicts without going downtown, stealing our affairs in the presence of those who make merchandise of us and laugh at us and make mockery of us. We got lawyers, we got judges. We can solve our own problem in the inner city with justice. And the last thing I'll say is other ministries, but the last thing I want to say is preachers, you're the most important. I was with Dr. Martin Luther King III and he said, Farrakhan, what can we do to turn this around? I said, Brother Martin, we have to take your father's philosophy of nonviolence and redirect it to black people. See, you've been working all this time to use your love to clear up the hate that's in the hearts of white people. Fifty years after, it's still the same. Turn your attention to yourself. Come home and teach love for one another. Teach love 
of the neighbor. Teach us to forgive each other for our acts of evil done under the oppressor's mind that he put in us. I would like to have 10,000 careless women. You know, I wish I could show you the women in the nation. These are warriors. These are scholars. All right, Brother D. You still with me? All right, so we heard him say that um, they have plans on, um, before we get to the um, nationality thing, he made mention of the fact specifically that we need our own court system. We have our own lawyers. We have our own judges without having to go to their courts um, of um, court gestures or court um, or kangaroo courts any longer. We need to handle our own affairs. Right. Um, that's that's a good statement. Um, but can we handle our own affairs under a 501c3 was the statement that you made. And that's a good um, that's a good question that we have to that's a question that we have to ask because a 501c3 is specifically geared not and not just controlled by the Vatican, but um, there's certain things in which that uh, a 501c3 um, can't specifically speak about. If they do, they lose the possibility of their tax exemption. Um, you know, so we know that to be a fact. So the thing is, is that the nation, number one, will have to come from up under 501c3 and go to an unincorporated association, um, nonprofit. Um, that's what we would recommend for them. That would be a solution. That way they can go into now forming their own courts, um, having their own lawyers and judges, um, in which that can actually benefit the whole and not just members of the nation of Islam. Um, if you want to be a nation, then it's going to have to spread and widen to the masses and not just a select uh, few. Um, what, what's your thoughts? Well, you know, I was thinking of this, you know, every 501c3 is a corporation. Right. And must be listed as, uh, if you're a 501c3, uh, let's say, for instance, the Moore Science Temple. If you're if you're a five hundred one C three, you have to legally put your your company <laughs> or your other person legal name would have to be more Science Temple of America Incorporated. So if you are incorporated or a corporation, you are a creature of the state. That's 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 legalese. You are a creature of the state. So how can you be free? You're saying you're saying one thing, but really in reality you're not free. <laughs> you 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 are a creature of the state, so that means although you're setting up another government, that government is still under the same jurisdiction as it was before you even set up a government. <laughs> you, it, it's basically uh, what you did. It just you just built a larger church, a, a larger Christian church, and put it on a bigger piece of land. You didn't change anything. You know, so I don't think any government can operate that way when 
you don't have the right to self-determination. That doesn't give you the right to self-determination. And uh, which brings up another which brings up another point is that when I see that form of government, that form of government is the nation of Islam. Right. They didn't say the nation of Islamism. Right. It said the nation of Islam. So that meant that anybody that wants to join that nation, as you had just pointed out, is for a select few because you have people that necessarily don't want to uh, come up under the auspices of the nation of Islam in order to be free. So what you have now is what it looks like you formed the same type of government that was oppressive to our people Centuries ago. See, that's that's what you'll fall up on. You know, so I see I see a lot of error, even in that. Because the question is, can anybody come? <laughs> and and under your government, do people have the right to for uh, to self determination? You know, can can different indigenous groups come, and can they still keep uh, uh, their own spirituality? Right. Or would they have to convert to just the Islamic um, faith or system in which that has been put together, uh, which is a fragmented that, I mean, uh, we know that even the Nation of Islam members don't necessarily practice all the ways of the Arab traditions. Will we have to incorporate traditions into our belief system when even though we know that the original Arabs were Nubians, you know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, will we have to um, take the moderate day um, hadiths of the Arabs and incorporate that into our belief system um, where some of those hadiths um, speaks of child molestation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Would that be incorporated? You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, we definitely need something newer in which that gives us a better gui- a better guideline on morality as well as also on um, examples of understanding the God within, um, which is not taught within Islam, um, exactly. modern or Arabism or Arabian Islam. Um, it's not taught there. That is taught within the nation of Islam. That is taught within the nation of God's on earth. That is taught within the Moorish Science Temple of America or the Moorish Holy Temple and the Moorish Divine National Movement. That is taught in these particular areas. It teaches that Allah is in man. Um, it teaches that Allah is man, um, God body. So um, would those facets be taught? You know, um, and if so, shouldn't these be the highest levels of, um, of, of teaching um, as it includes man um, who is creation with his creator, all in one, you know, um, I, you know that to me would be the highest thing taught, you know, and then um, goes further in the Moorish Science Temple or the Moorish Divine National Movement teachings where it speaks about the Holy Brass in which that right. unifies um, man and God back together as one. And that it was man himself who tore himself away from Allah or the oneness because he started thinking in dualistic principles. You know, so um, this is where we have to come in at with 
some type of understanding of instruction. If we're going to abolish the educational system, what is it that we're going to teach? Let's talk right. about um, the instructions. Um, and like Mr. Farrakhan said, not spookism, um, but we're talking about actual um, things that have been proven within the various systems um, of religions. And will they be incorporated? Because we know within the moral science of America, we give honor to all the prophets, right. um, whether um, Confucius, uh, whether it's um, Krishna, you know, uh, whether it's um, Muhammad, whether it's Jesus, you know, whether it's um, you know whoever, you know, um, all prop all prophets are honored, you know. Right. Uh, and I threw Krishna up in it because he's spoken of within the, um, somewhat as Brahman in the Holy Quran Circle 7, um, a Brahma um, in the Holy Quran Circle 7. But um, this this is what we have to, you know, look at, you know, what would be the instructional teachings and the things in which that makes sense from the schools of thoughts that we've all emerged from and how to tie this all back together. Because we understand that the emergence of um, the nation of Islam, the nation of gods on earth, um, is told actually within the nation of gods and earth flag itself by Shem God that was designed back in 1966, um, which he combines the star and crescent of the nation of Islam, you know what I'm saying? Also the seven and the circle, which comes from the right. more scientific America. He combines all both schools to form the nation of gods and earth um, symbol, which is called the um, universal flag. You know, um, that's why it's called the universal flag because it combines both schools of thought. Because they understood that we emerged from one another. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, we add some red, black, and green to that, then we really have it um, with the UNIA, you know. So, these are just some things that we definitely have to go over. And um, there's a good curriculum, <coughs> excuse me, by Brother Marcus Klein um, from out of Chicago. I used to be a writer of his in the on Frontline magazine about 15 years ago or so. Um, also, another good curriculum is by Baba, um, um, Brother Kaba Khamenei, um, who's formerly known as Booker T. Coleman. Um, he has a good um, school curriculum. So these are the school curriculums that we um, definitely sanction and wish that we find that that's probably some of the best um, information you know, um, best schoolage or, or, or toolage. Right. Um, you. Um, so uh, uh, that, that's just some of the information that we've come across, you know. Um, what's your thoughts, brother? You know, it, it, exactly. Because at, at the end of the day, we're talking about building another government. And, and I have to throw this in there. Um, I don't know if you were going to say this, is that in his remarks, he said that he wants America to set us free. Right. Well, how are they going to do that? Exactly. See, if, see if, with the rhetoric, we don't get we don't get the how. Right. We know we know they need to set us free, but right. what does that mean? Right. <laughs> what does that mean? Where are we going to go? Right. You know, he said he said give us a good send off. Right. Where are we going? Right. Well, he's and, talking and, about any type of property that's about a hundred million acres. 
which which I was going to, you know, hopefully get to in play. But <laughs> I, I wanted our thoughts first on this part right here before he finish it up and, and uh, speak about the fact that we are indigenous to this land and that we was here before um, the Europeans. Right. Right. So it's, it's you know, he... he, he what I what I want more of him because he he can't leave uh, he cannot leave what he says on ten ten as it right. is because right. I think the the people were left with okay we came together which was a beautiful thing and we wanted to hear the or else right. and we heard what we already know see that's the thing we heard what we already know. Right. We know how wicked the system is. Uh, we we know how uh, unfair we've been treated. We know we've never right. uh, received what we deserve to receive. But at the same time, he said the same government that we cannot trust. He's asking for a proper send off. Right. Right. So that's, that's my point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if we if, if we can't trust them uh, to give us as indigenous people anything, then how can you trust them to give us a proper send-off? Right. And then unless, unless you unless you know something we don't know. Right. And then 100 million acres of land, will the land be contaminated? Will the springs be... Uh, now, we just finished hearing from one of your, from one of your spokesmen, um, Tony Muhammad, tell you that the CDC got GMO vaccinations. Uh, will they have that in the water supply? Right. <laughs> I mean, um, three the hard way, you know, with uh, Fred Williamson, with um, 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 Jim Brown and Jim Kelly, uh, when they did the movie Three the Hard Way back in the 70s, that whole movie was about stopping um, Mr. Whitey or Mr. Charlie from poisoning the goddamn water supply with poison mm-hmm. to to uh, to promote genocide amongst um, so-called African Americans. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah. Um, let me, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm gonna let, let me just see finish playing this and see what we can um, come up with in the next five minutes. But they know how to cook. They know how to sew. They know how to really nice. Where's the young men? Four hundred billion of it is spent during the of the money that we take in in a year during Christmas. We have 1.1 to 1.3 trillion dollars and 400 billion of it is spent during the Christmas holidays. And listen, listen, listen. Dr. King wanted us to redistribute the pain. Now suppose we decided, okay, this Christmas, we're kicking Santa to the curb. This Christmas, you're not going to lie to your children, telling them that this Caucasian from the North Pole brought them this gift. You're going to tell them the truth. I brought you the gift, baby. Me and your daddy, we hustled but not this Christmas. 
around your table with clean food and teach about Jesus and then show love, forgiveness, and reconcile your differences within the family. And this will be the best Christmas that we've had in a long time. And if you can put $400 billion and keep it in your pocket, then you've got a little money to invest. And what we want to do is buy up as much land. And we're asking the government for 100 million acres as a start. That's about the size of California. We can provide a healthy meal with milk on the table, whole wheat bread, if we pool our resources. Look at these figures. Now, for the vegetarians, that right there was a hard blow. (laughs) (laughs) Right. See, Minister Farrakhan said milk. (laughs) Milk. Milk. uh, But we already know that there's the vitamin D in the milk. Well, excuse me, it's the milk that's causing diabetes. (laughs) Right, 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 exactly. And even Right, and he went through the statistics on it. I, it was no need to me to listen to all of that. But <laughs> uh-huh. oh, oh boy, and even whole wheat bread. You know what I'm saying? Um, some you know vegetarians are getting away from whole wheat because it's not necessarily the best thing for old blood types. You know, um, you know. So you know, there there it goes with that too. But I understand what he's saying. But the fact right. is, you just heard me say 100 million acres, about the equivalent size of California. Um, I mean, when you look at California, that's about the size of about three or four states. You know what I mean? California itself looks like it's damn near um, almost the whole East Coast. <laughs> right. You know, from Georgia right. all the way up to um, Maryland, it looks like it's, you know, it's that much, you know? That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So that's Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, and Maryland. <laughs> right. But but in order to do that though, he's not gonna give the, the government is not gonna give that to a church. Right. They'll give that to a legitimate nation. Mm-hmm. But they're not gonna give that to a church. Right. And the nation of Islam, let's Let's just be clear. That is a that is a name, right. but on paper, and as far as uh, them being registered with the United States, they are a church. You right. can call yourself you can call yourself uh, Islamic or anything like that, but they are a church, and right. they're not going to give that to a church. Right. You have to become a nation. Uh, you have to become a people, and. Islam is not a people. See, right. that, that's the bottom line. That's that's the conclusion of a matter. You said the nation of Islam. Mm-hmm. So that means you're calling the people Islam. That's not a nation. 
Right. You know, so again, in theory, it looks good. Uh, but in law, what can you do with that? Right. What can you do with that? You know, if, if a church gets 100 million acres of land, I would be very, very surprised. <laughs> well, it might be possible based on the fact that um, this past year it has been spoken of by President Barack Obama that reparations is due to so-called African-Americans. Um mm-hmm we may see monies actually come forth before he gets out of office next year, or at least the template going through um, for the next president to actually issue that to us. Um, what you think about that? And, you know, because that's something in which that is said to balance to happen. It is going to happen. Um, so on what you think out. That would be awesome. However, mm-hmm. Um, of course, we 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 deserve it. We, they owe us. We know that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Better believe the moment he does it, we're gonna be in war. Right. The moment he does it, we're gonna be at war, and we're not talking about uh, the police. We're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be talking about a so-called racial war. Right. Because. Every Albion, every so-called European, Caucasian person, pale person, will think that we have been, they already think we're being given something. Mm-hmm. So the moment that happens, we will be at war. So we'll be fighting to protect that which is deserved to us. And I and I don't mean a, uh economic war. I mean a physical war. A physical war, where we were a civil war, a revolutionary war, because that would literally be a, a revolutionary war number two. That would be a revolutionary war. Right. That's what we mean. Because what would what would happen is that's a transference of wealth immediately. <laughs> immediately. And that was one of my concerns. Well, you know, in the conscious movement, when everybody is talking about um, what we need as far as economics and land and everything like that, well, if we look at history, no one has received any type of retribution without the gun. Without the gun. That's what Malcolm said. It's never happened. So, so really, in theory, even even the hundred million, one hundred million acres, man, really, I mean, really, think about what that would mean. We would, we, as, as you said, the size of California, that would mean that would be nation of Islam land, or whatever they want to call it. <laughs> you don't think that with millions of people. Millions of people in one spot that a missile wouldn't come from an unknown source. <laughs> you, you talked about poison in the water. Right. And they blame it on China. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, 
But the fact of the matter is, you know, um, again, that's good in theory. But the type of devil we playing with has never fought fair, and the whole his whole objective has been to keep us from coming together. You know, by the thousands is too much. By the millions, that's war. That's war. Right. <laughs> so either way you look at this thing, when it comes down to it, even. Sometime in our history, whether it's, it's going to be our generation, our children's generation, or our children's children's generation, there will be a war. Yeah. Ultimately, for our freedom, there will be a war. There's, look, when you talk about a transference of wealth, what that would mean, because even reparations, how many is it of, of us over here? Is it 60 million? When you start talking about the, the, that number... And how much right. they owe us, how much they owe us is in the trillions of dollars. Reparations would bankrupt this corporation. Right. It would literally, what would happen is, you know, see, when we're looking at this thing with common sense, to transfer that much money to a people would mean that the dollar, what they would do is, because they're sneaky, the dollar, the value of the dollar would drop drastically and be replaced with another currency. Mm. <laughs> Which we already know, they've already they already have, they've had this in place for over 10 years. Yeah, that's true. The Amero dollar, right. <laughs> so maybe you're right. Maybe they would need a reason to come up with a new currency. And maybe that is reparation. Right. They would have to replace it. Right. But, you know, mm. uh, uh, you know, at, at, the, at the end of the day, though, none of these things even make sense without being a nation and right. without being one people. Right. Without having some said government. Right. Matter of fact, um, let's see what Master Teacher um, Dr. John Henry Clark say about it. He makes the most sense out of the um, environment. Within a nation, within a nation, in this country, searching for a nationality, and that's what we're doing. We're searching for a nationality. Now, we can say that we're a nationality. You heard what he said. Once we find a nationality, and we serve that nationality. And once we find our nationality and serve that nationality, we'll do for ourselves what needs to be done. All ethnic groups in this country understand they got a nationality. Because you answer to such stupid words like Negro and color and black. <laughs> You have no nationality. Negro is not a nationality. Some play Portuguese or Spanish. You can add it if it's made a noun out. Colored is not a nationality. Black tells you how you look, but it don't tell you who you are. The name of a people must relate them against something. 
So instantaneously, the name that you choose or have as your nationality must tie you back to land, to history, all right, and a culture. So when you look in Black's Law Dictionary and you look up the word land, embedded inside of the definition is the word moors. Instantaneously now, he just said it. Dr. John Henry Clark just summed it up. If people just begin to start listening to what we're talking about, instantaneously, the name which you choose for yourself must relate back to land, history, and culture. Mm -hmm. Right? The closest word came in in the the late um, 1980s, in the 1990s, with African American. Right. You know? Um... You know, Negro, Black, and Colored just did not hit the spot. But right. even closer is the name Moor because embedded inside of the definition of land is the word Moors. Mm-hmm. So we call ourselves Moors instantaneously, we tie ourselves back to land. And being that we are global people, as was stated, you know, uh, by all historians who state that from out of Africa came forth the diaspora within all the um, so-called seven continents, um, that they have found us, you know, on all seven continents in some shape, form, or fashion, you know, um, every time they go digging, they find us, you know. So um, it has to be instantaneously, as as Dr. John Henry Clark stated, um, ties back to land. And the closest word, how close could you get? Besides the word moors, which is embedded inside of the definition of land. Right. So hence moors in that sense ties us back historically um to the um to the eight hundred years culture of the Moors of Spain and Europe. Ties us back right. into the historical context of Africa, um and um Meru in the land of what they now call um Israel or Israel. Uh, which was the land of Canaan, uh, or the, the land of Phoenicia, or the Phoenicians. Um, um, you know, ties us back to, uh, you know, historically to the priesthood of Anu, as the term Moors is located there, in which that we found in the still at the British Museum, my wife and I, when we went there, which is also um, seen within um, 
um, E.A. Wallace Budge's book, um, uh, Ancient Hieroglyphics, you know, or hieroglyphs. Um, so, I mean, we see these connections over and over again, you know, for those that want to see. Um, but they can listen to the great teachers and hear this. Um, like we said the last time is that Dr. Benyakinen, or Yusuf Benyakinen, um, has a, had a PhD in Moorish history from Barcelona, Spain. Um, so not only was he in Spain, which was ruled by the Moors for 800 years, he got a degree in Moorish history, you know, um, which that can, be, that can be read right on Wikipedia for those who just, you know, are Wikipedianites, you know, saying that just like to go to Wikipedia, you can read it right there for yourself, you know, if you don't want to do any further research. You know, um, the fact that in um, the black man of the now, as well as also, um, I mean, cultural genocide, he both states about the, um, the term more, um, in particular, being one of the most honorable names that we've been called in history. Right. And the first word was Moors. That's why I showed, as I, that's why I made um, the statement that, to me, the debate was over when I showed that. Being that Dr. Ben was in the front row at our lecture of me and Sarasut and Seti, um, and Seti showed no documentation at all from Dr. Ben because he knew that would have verified what I showed. So he did not want to deal with the doc, but yeah, he wanted to parade Dr. Ben before the audience and act as if Dr. Ben was just about black power, you know, when Dr. Ben was a historian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, Dr. Ben, um, um, you know, um, you know, dealt with African culture, you know, global culture, you know what I'm saying? Not just African, because um, he was good friends with Ivan von Sernema, uh -huh. you know, um, who taught about um, Omex being here in the Americas. Right. Over 5,000 years ago. And that we had a rich heritage in history and culture right here in the Americas as so-called African-Americans. You know, or as we say, Moors. So um, this is this this shows um, the various connection points that Dr. Ben knew. He just didn't um, taught on it because there was others who was part of his peer group in which that was teaching on it, which Ivan Versonima taught on that information. You know, um, Renoka Rashidi still teaches on the global presence of Africans throughout the world to this very day. You know, but um, um, in closing, brother, what what's your thoughts on everything? Well, I think, man, I I I really do think, you know, and I'm not just saying this because I identify with more, <clears throat> but I'm saying it's just just an observation of everything that's been going on. Mm -hmm. Um, being awake is that uh quietly. There are more people um, changing their status, proclaiming their nationality. And, you know, we won't even go into, uh, uh, maybe we can talk about this at a, at a later date, but the, the real threat of the Tea Party was not the fact that they were uh, far right. The real threat of the Tea Party is that, uh, they understood nationalization, and that's what they were actually doing under the auspices of being Christian. Yes, yes, yes. 
and uh, that was one of the things that they were doing. And, and you think think about it. Have you heard anything about a tea party this year? You're right. Very little. Very little. They shut them down. It wasn't the fact that they were far right. What they were doing, when you heard about people, when you heard about uh, paper terrorists, you only saw a couple of cases of people that were claiming to be more nationally. Right. But the paper terrorists that they were really referring to, they were referring to the so-called European here in America. That's what they right. were doing. So when you when you talk about what our oppressors really, really fear, they fear people who are willing to separate themselves um, from the government structure that we have right now to actually be what Louis Farrakhan refers to as a natural man and woman, uh, which means that you're no longer a corporation, uh, a fictitious person. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, from Lamar Odom to them going up into uh, to this murderer going up into the Aboriginal government of British Columbia. Right. That is something right after right after uh, uh, so-called Christopher Columbus Day. Right. That was that was an act, and I, and I just I had researched that on that day. Uh, ironically, on that day, uh, I can't find the year. I think it was in the 1700s that on October 10th was the first non-Aboriginal tribe settlement in Oklahoma. Mm. <laughs> in Oklahoma. <laughs> On 10-10. Right. I, I got, mm. I've, I've got to find out what year that was. Right. So there is a war between uh, the people who really own this land and the people who, have, who, who are trespassing. Right. And I think that uh, in closing, I feel, you know, like I said, my heart wants to say that uh, the minister, Louis Farrakhan, is for his people. And until he proves otherwise, uh, emphatically, you know, I can't speculate. Right. Um, However, if if he, I think he's really, um, I can't say he's misinformed. (laughs) Because there were other things that we discussed that that leads us to believe otherwise that he's not misinformed, right? You know, so um, the message of the day is nationalization. And as much as I as much as I love the nation of Islam, you can't nationalize in the nation of Islam. There is no nationalization in the nation of Islam. You know, I, I think it's I think it's a good thing. Right, and and maybe they need to incorporate it, being the fact that uh, Minister Farrakhan has his nationalization or naturalization through Temple 13, which is the Morris Divine National Movement, Morris Science Temple of America, um, Temple 13, which is out of Baltimore, Maryland, up under National Grand Sheik, Joe Bratton Bay. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, so wow. if he has his nationality or naturalization, then shouldn't the other members of the nation as long? Yes, indeed. And, see, and, they, and, they and, have, 
<laughs> they obviously have that for, for members who are only in the um, in the hierarchy. Mm. Mm. Now, 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 you know, brother, you're gonna get people to say that wasn't that's not true. <laughs> but, uh, but as we discussed, uh, it can be proven. It can be proven. Yeah. yeah, it can. The documentation was actually shown by um, National Grand Sheik Joe Bratton Bay um, to, um, to some members that I personally know, um, and they have no reason to lie to me. Um, and then it's been revealed on several occasions. That this is that um, definitely true. So we're just going to leave it right there. Um, I think um, instead of going towards the the um, Scientologist way, that they could have actually chosen a better path, and that was to go towards um, the Osari or the Osar Set Society way, up under um, Raul Nefa Amin, like the Raul Nefa Amin, uh, being that um, he was one of the highest degreed Rosicrucians. Matter of fact, was the president or the head. Um, of um, the Anthroposophical Rosicrucians, um, you know, sect at one time, you know, in the um, 70s, in the early 70s or so. And he formed the All-Star Set Society by taking those principles and making it into something for so-called African-Americans that um, can be utilized, um, you know, um, you know, for his people, you know? Right. You know, so I think they could have went that way if they wanted to get rid of um, implants or um, or haywired indoctrinations, you know, of, of people, of, um, uh, you know, or immorality tendencies of people within the nation of Islam. They could have went towards that way instead. Right. You know, instead of giving hundreds of millions of dollars, <clears throat> you know, to um, an organization that was based on racist principles. Um, to begin with, right? You know, and um, to me, that's like going to the KKK. Right, 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 right. Really, literally, going to the KKK. Right. <laughs> literally, or going, or, or literally going to Hitler. Right. Exactly. So you know, yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, these are just keys and things that we need to think about. You know, um, we'll get up out of here. Um, I, I enjoyed you, brother Derek um, Bay. I appreciate you, bro, um, for coming on. You know, giving us your insight, and um, we're gonna have you back on again. And um, brothers and sisters, hey, keep your research, keep doing your research, keep doing your studies. And um, we're going to try to find the answers to everything that we need to, you know, because this is based on your soul. Um, so we, so really, in essence, the freeing of the soul is the most important thing. Um, the body, uh, as they say, free your mind and your ass will follow. So um, your ass is, is what is anchored here on planet Earth, and that deals with the nationality aspect, you know what I'm saying? So we can free your mind with the spiritual information that we teach you on this radio show. Um, but, you know, um, what we teach you with the nationality is the freeing of your ass. Um, so just pay attention to that and continue your research and studies. Um, we love y'all, and um, we out, y'all. Peace. Thanks. Peace. All, all around the production.
My music is a weapon when I use it on the reckless. Spaceship hovering throughout the whole region. Open up the sky and take the shortcut to Venus. Getting on my lever is a hard pill to swallow. Like comparing your religion to it if the earth is hollow. No need to cry day and let it soak in your tomorrows. Let my music soak up all your bittersweet and sorrows. See the sun shining, I lay back and kick it. Staying sucker free is my new way of living. One day we get together, then we all start billing. But the ball that I dribble got me posting like pippin'. Champagne glasses around my organite pyramid. Glazing at the stars, show the kids where we really live. These solar flares got my DNA 12 stranded. Collect the kill trends and feed it to the man spring. To wash the tall moors. Some of us, we've been here to reunite the others and cool the world with wind chills. I put rap to the back for a good reason. 2012-21 was a good season. Fake people get exposed just for who they are. Keep playing traffic in a highway with moving cars. My flow brain the fear of God to the modern rappers. They crawling backwards, kicking men in chest and hard to tackle. Ever since the kid went galactic, my center bracket reached the top and interacted with my solar status. The microphone will grab it. I guess it's just a habit. A living legend in your presence, sort of like the Mavericks. It ain't about me, nah, but it's about the future. A golden race is on and dealing with the cockadoodles. I sock it to you like your grandma and your mama used to. The final stage, I ride away just like it's Honolulu. I proved my old school, but since I stayed there, galactic conscious awareness, I got my grace there. See with the eye of Heyru, no longer bend the knees. My inner chief surrender me when it's time to leave. This modern day crap, I don't even follow it. I'd rather symbolize my neighbor up in the hieroglyphs. Declare peace without Battlestar Galactica. Foot stepping back with some way back to Africa. To wash the tall moors. Some of us, we've been here to reunite the others to cool the world with wind chills. I put rap to the back for a good reason. 2012-21 was a good season. Fake people get exposed just for who they are. Keep playing traffic in a highway with moving cars. My flow bring the fear of God to the modern Rappers, they crawling backwards, kicking men in chest, my heart attack to wash the tall moors. Some of us, we've been here to reunite the others to cool the world with wind chills. I put rap to the back for a good reason. 2012 21 was a good season. Fake people get exposed just for who they are. Keep playing traffic in a highway with moving cars. My flow brain the fear of God to the modern rappers. They crawling backwards, kicking men in chest, my heart attack them.